We back. We back at it again. This is our third consecutive weekend of recording. So this is pretty pretty unprecedented for us. So we, we should get a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just because we're both in town for the past couple of weekends that we've been able to do this. But yeah, we're, we do it all for our audience here. So anything for them. <laughs> Our audience of about five to ten per episode, which you know isn't isn't too bad. We used used to only get like three listeners an episode, and they were all probably robots, but it's okay. Hey, as long as somebody's getting something from us droning on for forty five minutes, that's a win. <laughs> as long as there's one person out there, then we're good. But even if there's not, we're still good. So. Yeah, I mean, like I tell the interviewers, at the end of the day, it's just an easy way to to talk to to my old buddy. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Have you have you told your interviewers about the the process of creating podcasts yet? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I just like walk them through it, and it's like kind of overwhelming because I have to talk about so much in so little time. But it makes it sound like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. As long as you know more than them, then you're 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 good. Exactly. I just also feel like because you know how like you know we goof around and we talk about like anime and stuff, but like to an actual institution, like that's actually a valuable asset. Like if you know how to make a podcast, and then you go to an institution where they actually have information to spread, <laughs> but no means of spreading it. Like a podcast is a val like a viable route. Yeah, maybe they're like, hey, we've been wanting to start a podcast on brain surgery because we have the best brain surgeon in the world. Want to join our residency and also make the podcast for us? Thanks. (laughs) And you'll be like, you'll be like, heck yeah, I'm in. (laughs) Brain surgery, seven year residency, I think. (laughs) Hey, you never know. Crazy things have happened, I'm sure. Exactly. I can't name them, but I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily to us, but to other people out there, I'm sure. Crazier things have happened. Agreed. <sighs> Anyways, um, we are in the midst of our, our fall season here. Fall season, right? Winter is next. So, yeah, I think all, all the animes have started. They're probably hitting their strides right about now. Um Tact is still my favorite of the bunch, but how about you? Mm. I'm trying to let me let me pull it up real quick. <laughs> I I think Tact is still my favorite too. Um, I stopped watching Comey just because <laughs> I was watching Love Island. Um, I think eighty six is pretty good, honestly. Like it, it continues to just be very dark and depressing. Nice. Just yeah, like. It's really, it's really nice, and the art is still good, and then the plot twists are good too. Um, but I do like Blue Period too. I mean, now that I have more time to like draw and stuff, like I really feel it. And I, I finally caught up this past week. But I mean, it's like you know, not like a ten out of ten, but it's like a solid like seven or eight. Nice out nice. of ten. So, if you so are you, you art, in it? 
Are you in another rotation right now? Or are you back in school or are you just in between rotations? Yeah, so I'm in a rotation right now. I just spent two weeks with the kids and now I'm spending two weeks with alcohol addicts and like opioid addicts, stuff like that. Interesting. It's yeah. probably tough. Yeah. The, the interesting part is like, it's like these people are not, you know, you know, like we think drug addicts and we're like, oh, you know, that's their fault or whatever. But it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, they're all still people too. And like, we can tell right. them hey, drugs are bad for you and they know that they know it, but they just can't help but keep doing it, especially because of the way that like the drugs affect their brain and that right. makes them like, they're not even using it to get high. They're using it to be normal. Yeah. So they, need, like, they need help. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure they themselves want to stop doing the drugs too. Right. But they just can't at some point. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why they come in and then we try to help them the best that we can and then arm them with like a, a different mindset. Like I was talking to one of the guys and I was like, so what are you living for? And then he's, he's like, I actually don't even know. Like yeah. I haven't thought about that in a few years. All he's thinking about like is as soon as I get off these drugs, I'm going to go back to plumbing. I'm like, okay, that's great. But like, like what else? And then yeah. he's like, I genuinely have no idea. So, so I let him think about it for this weekend and I'll talk to him on Monday and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what insight he has, but yeah, maybe they're, they're, just, they're just family or, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of sad how the media like just writes them off as like, Oh, they're an addict because they're irresponsible and whatever. I mean, we're all irresponsible, right? Just circumstances, man. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of it depends on like the situation you were born into and all that stuff too. So yeah. Or the people you unluckily surrounded yourself with. Right. So yeah, unfortunately some people just are dealt uh, a crappy set of cards. Yeah. Yeah. Like honestly I could imagine like if, if my life was so hard, or empty to the point where I would rely on alcohol to like numb the pain. I could easily see that turning into like a one day, one time a week thing to like a few times a week to like every day to like multiple handles or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like life is hard, especially in COVID too. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. I mean, have you heard about how like now that, things are opening up and kids are going back to school that they're like destroying the schools and stealing stuff from the schools and stuff like that. I think they call it. So there were like these TikTok trends that I heard about where kids were like just stealing stuff from their schools. Um, So like, and like completely random things too, like that people shouldn't be stealing. Like at first it was things that didn't matter, like the soap from the bathroom but then it escalated from there into, and someone even stole like a bathroom sink or classroom projectors, and it just keeps getting more and more escalated. And they're just talking about how, like, well, kids have been cooped up in their houses too for the past year plus, like we have. And for them, it must be even harder, you know, because they're, you know, they're, they were so used to hanging out with their friends and their brains are still developing and all that. So, I mean, if we think, the pandemic has been hard then it's just as hard if not harder for the kids too yeah that's interesting huh 
Yeah, and also just TikTok, you know, like amplifying stuff. Yeah, yeah TikTok. These these kids these days, they don't need Instagram. They don't need Facebook or Twitter. They just need TikTok. God. Yeah, are we, are we like old people now who are just not with the times? Well, we have Instagram reels. <laughs> True. The, the TikTok, TikTok copycat. Yeah, that's all Instagram ever does. Hey, it's working. Copy the latest features, dude. I mean, how often do we use Snap Stories now? It's all just Instagram Stories. Everybody like conveniently forgot where Instagram Stories came from. And then also, like, I checked Instagram's Reels. Like, they can you can like make your own in the app now. Like, you can put filters on it. You can put sounds over it. It's basically TikTok at this point. (laughs) It's just inside of Instagram. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think about like how one would monetize that. And I would think that Instagram is probably the path you want to be on if you want more monetization. But I don't know, maybe TikTok is on a pretty equal footing now. But yeah, all I, know, all I know is that TikTok has a like creator fund so that they, they give money to their creators. But then for, um, for actual monetization by the company, I think what Instagram is sort of doing is at least they add ads during stories. I'm not sure if they've done it for reels yet, but I think they're going to. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't used TikTok in like a year, so I don't know how they do things. But Yeah, I don't use it either. But <sighs> It's probably for the best. But, <laughs> but dude, some of the content is, is really good, like especially once they get to know who you are. Like yeah. they curate it to you and it's just like every single post can be like, wow, top tier, top tier, top tier. Well, I was, I was reading about, or maybe it was a, I was listening to a podcast about TikTok and it was like, they have an in- inherent like dislike feature. That's basically just you scrolling away from the video, like on Instagram or something, you can't really dislike something, but you can like it, but otherwise you're just kind of scrolling through but tiktok it's like you're only looking at this one video they can see the instant you swipe away from it like oh maybe you as the user don't like scenes with that thing in the video and they can just build the algorithm around that or if you just watch the video over and over again then they know that you like content just like that so yeah and Um, even if you like watch it and don't like it because like that's what happens with me and those like hot girls like I, i see them and then I watch the thing, but I don't like it. I'm like hoping that the algorithm doesn't take into account my watch time, but it's very clearly taking into account my watch time. <laughs> they probably take that into account more so than you liking the video. <laughs> I, I think so. I honestly think so. Uh. All right. Don't, don't let anyone see your, your TikTok feed then. Yeah, it is deleted. Thankfully, man, that was a huge, huge cancer in my life. I'm not even going to lie. Okay, back to the other cancer in our life. And (laughs) that was a bad transition. No, no, no. That was a good one. (laughs) It's honestly true. We would be watching like 15-year-old animated people go around living lives. They really don't get that much older in anime. Yeah. Oh, that seems like they're all just stuck 
like making anime about kids. I mean, apparently people watch it. Us yeah, included. Yeah, yeah, we are watching it as well. Interesting. So, I feel so like they'll, they'll keep making it. Yeah, I feel like as we get older, our tastes probably shift. Yeah. But then, but then new people come into like backfill our old taste, you know, like people yeah. who are transitioning into our current age. But who knows? Who knows? I wonder if they'll like start making things more geared towards us as we age, or if they'll just keep making the same stuff. Yeah, or maybe it's, or maybe we're the ones who have to go out and find the content that's already being created for us, or that now meet our our new tastes. I don't know. Yeah, like link click. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just need to watch more Chinese anime. Maybe. Maybe that's the the summary here. <laughs> so you finished Link Click? Was yeah, I was finished like, it. Was there like an ending, or is it just kind of they just keep doing these missions? They there was, I would say there was a cliffhanger. So they they already announced season two, so they announced uh-huh. it. But for the the end of season one, I think was wrapped up pretty nicely. Like okay, like I know you texted me like you wish it was all sentimental. Yeah, I think to a degree, me too. But also, I do appreciate how where they were ended up going because it wasn't just like these isolated missions. Like the latter half of the show actually ties everything back together. So okay, so they it, like they start talking about their like real lives more. Kind of, yeah. So like the plot makes a little bit more sense, and it's not just like a series of dives. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, I mean the the first couple of arcs there, they were all kind of hitting you in the feels. I forget what the first <laughs> one, what the first dive was. All right, so yeah. listeners, if you want to watch Link Click, which is a sci-fi fantasy, gets you in your feels, but also gets you thinking about the past, possibly gets you interested in taking up photography as a hobby. Um, what, are, what we're going to discuss for the next five to ten minutes are probably spoilers. So just letting you know. <laughs> so jump ahead if you if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, I mean they I liked how in the story they just sort of jump right into it. Like they just jump right into a dive in like the first episode and like within the first couple of minutes too. And then <clears throat> like as as the story goes on you more and more get to learn about like how their powers work and the limitations like oh we can only be here for 12 hours or we can only use each photo one time so it's i liked that approach rather than them kind of just explaining it and then doing it like you we get to learn by them doing it like in in and of itself yeah agreed i thought the the story the way they told their story was really good but I was also very confused the first episode. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but it makes sense. The first dive was with Emma, the CFO assistant. Oh, that's what it was. And then she got killed. <laughs> All right, sorry. Huge spoiler, but maybe not. It's okay. It's okay. Nobody's watching or nobody's listening right now. <laughs> But I, um, dude, I thought I thought that the the part where like he laid awake at night and then answered the girl's mom's texts, I was dude. I was like, 
<laughs> makes you want to go text your own mom. Yeah, dude. After I watched that, I went home the next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, dude, that, cause, that was a good episode. Yeah, but because honestly, also, it's like once you leave your house, like once you enter adulthood, the chances or the number of times you go to see your parents are just so limited. You know, like we used to live with them every single day, so we saw them every day. Now it's like maybe we'll see them during a holiday, and it's like two days or whatever. And maybe at most you'll see them 10 days out of the entire year. Like you will be able to count on your fingers and toes than probably the number of times you'll see them like yeah. ever. So yeah, like, damn, yeah. it's like, it makes me question sometimes like, damn, I'm, sure, I'm like, so I'm like trying so hard to like, like, you know, keep my other connections and everything. And it's like, I'm not even remembering my family just because I know that they're going to be there. But it's also like, I can't just expect that to just be there. Like you have to nurture that too. Right. So. Yeah. That's like, like when the pandemic started and we were able to start working from home, I was like, I'm going to go work from home for like three weeks now. And I'm like, when else am I going to be able in my adult life going to be able to like spend this much time at home with my family, you know, even if I'm working for half the day, I'll still hang out with them at night and stuff. So it's like, you got to take these chances while you can. Yeah. Like I genuinely feel like the pandemic probably gave us an entire second lifetime with our parents. Like if it wasn't for those. Yeah. Like, which is crazy to think about, but (sighs) yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was because I was drawing a picture of my dad for his birthday, and then I was referencing like a picture from 2014 when we took a road trip to USC to, mm-hmm. for college, and then like to see him in that picture, and then to see him now in 2021, like he still looks young, but he's getting older, man. And then so yeah. is my mom. And it's I'm like, like the gray hairs, the wrinkles. It's like when you're a kid, you don't really notice them getting older just because you see them every day. But yeah, when you like move out and you don't see them for months at a time you're like oh you're you're you are aging and i'm sure they think the same about you but yeah it's just kind of sad it is so we got to go home more frequently yeah yeah i'll be home for for a week for thanksgiving so good good (laughs) damn you go you're gonna live that up dude for so for thanksgiving my brother's coming back too and then i'm thinking of like buying these like christmas sweaters or whatever and then doing like a christmas card for the first time in our life like we've we've never done one i'll send one to you too all right yeah like maybe it'll be a tradition (laughs) yeah 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 but like i'm I'm just like i'm trying to think of like ways i'm like we've never really had that many traditions at all except going to cancun for winter break and we're not doing that now so it's like like we gotta we gotta make some otherwise it's like Anyways, it's, it's never too late to start a new tradition. Factual. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first episode, the one with Emma. Second one was the noodle shop. So that one was more about uh, reconnecting with an old friend rather than a family member. Um, yeah, that, that one was a, a good episode, too. I liked the very end when she goes back to her old town her hometown once she realizes where the secret ingredient was was from her hometown all along and then she sees her old friend there and they're like what did she say she was like oh you've finally returned or something like that something like that pretty heartfelt and that was really nice too 
Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was a good plot twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's an example of somebody putting money over friendship, and then the friend just wants friendship. Yeah, the friend just wants to cook cook the noodles the way that she wants to. Wants to run a small shop, but the other friend wants to be more corporate, make it big time, open a, a chain restaurant, and yeah, they just didn't want the same thing at some point. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. But the hardest hitting one, at least for me, was the the three episode arc of the earthquake one. So <laughs> that one once the earthquake happened and they were trapped under the rubble and he was talking to his mom, that one that one hit pretty darn hard. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. <laughs> Oh, and like, don't blame me for not wanting you to go to the city. Oh, yeah. I don't know any, I don't have an education and I don't have a career. All I can do is watch you guys. And all you guys, yeah, and all you guys want to do is leave. That one one hit hit pretty hard. (laughs) I like that one, though, because it was, they took the, time to build up the background and him being immersed in that situation like there were two episodes of them just you know building up to it and like like oh is the basketball game the point where it changes the future and like the other guy who's like not traveling back he knows all along that this earthquake is going to happen but he just has to like string his friend along and make sure that he keeps doing things to make sure that that earthquake still happens and make sure that everyone dies just so the future doesn't change he has to lie to him about it so yeah that was sad that was sad i mean just to like dude imagine just like leaving things on a bad note and then the person dies right and you can never say those words to them and then uh, yeah 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 that was a good arc that was a good arc I think I like that arc too, but then 5.5 hit me hard for some reason. I think I think it hit me hard because I'm single. And like <laughs> it it showed me like damn, that's what like real love could be. You know, it's like you fighting for somebody even after they're for like 80 years. Age. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I was just like damn. Yeah, this this dude is asking for her his girlfriend's dad's approval for 100 years. And I think they said they had a kid together too. Yeah. So they just weren't married. Yeah. Yeah. So the formality, which is which is awesome, I think. Yeah. But I just I just really liked the part where he was like, the guy who should have kept trying gave up. But the guy who never should have tried kept going. And it's my defeat. <laughs> and then how he yells every single time he comes up the stairs. Uh-huh. Oh, it's pretty funny. It's like, and I feel like as I grow in my singlehood, it's like you know, looks matter to a degree, but it's like, am I gonna choose the hot, superficial Instagram model with nothing behind them, or am I gonna choose like the, you know, also good looking but like not as like standardly hot person who has like a ton of stuff, like a ton of depth behind them, right? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's like, who do you want to spend your time with? You know, I think that's the 
ultimate question that needs to be like, oh, you, you person, I don't want to hang out with you for 24 hours a day, but this other person, I definitely do. So I think that's, that's how one will know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I may have found somebody like that, but still too early, still too early to tell, but she makes me want to like give up on all the other ones. Like, just like that. Like, I don't even care about the other ones at this point. Which but, one? The the one you sent me pictures of? Is it the one from Florida? No. Oh, I, I posted her on my Instagram, on my other one. She's like the very second to last picture. All right, hold on. You you can keep <laughs> going. I'll I'll pull I'll pull her up. Yeah, but I but I met her in Florida. She just like, I mean, she just she's just really cool. Like I think you would like her a lot. And she's like open minded, likes music, works out, is artsy, is caring. Very nice. Pretty pretty funny. Always good. Yeah, sense of humor is good too. <laughs> yeah. This this one? Yeah. Nice. Open-minded nice. in the sense that we... But I, I was like, you want to go to this concert? I've never heard of this person before, but we should go. And she's just like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay. okay. I also still love the fact that your Airbnb host threw you a birthday party. That's like <laughs> the most wholesome thing I've ever seen in my life. I actually agree. <laughs> she threw me a birthday party. She put put stuff out. At, in the morning of my birthday she also took me out to dinner and paid for it all <laughs> and i'm like i'm like are you my airbnb host or are you my mom like i can't tell i mean she probably saw like her sons in you to some extent and wanted to you know provide a motherly care for you you know since yeah. you're away from home and all that so yeah i definitely think so i, d- I definitely think so it doesn't help that she's Korean and we're, we're both Asian, you know? Yeah, watch Squid Game together. <sighs> yeah, dude, we did a lot together. I was like, damn. Good times, good times. Good times. Uh, speaking if you ever of Squid go to Game, I, I finally started that. <laughs> uh, what was that? You broke up a little bit? Sorry, sorry, you broke up. I don't know. Speaking of Squid Game, you what? Oh no! I was just saying, I finally started Squid Game. Um, I've only I've only seen the first three episodes, so I think there are nine in total. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> maybe my expectations were like too high, but so far it's just like them playing games and a lot of people getting killed, and that's about it. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward, or I'm hoping that there's going to be like some more plot development and plot twists that. Kind of, you know keep you engaged <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> i mean i thought i thought squid game was all right like i mean granted i watched it at 1.5 speed and in english mm-hmm. and the major plot points were already spoiled by the countless memes that they were out there no but yeah, i mean I, I, it was okay i think what made it memorable was like save yoke the that one girl actress for me. Yeah, she's <laughs> really good. Yeah, like she was all I could look at. I didn't even care about anything else. Yeah, maybe that's part of the problem. Like, at least going into the first game, you already knew people were going to die, right? Because of all the memes and stuff. And maybe that's kind of the part of the plot twist. And if you didn't know that going into it, then you're like, oh, oh, shoot, people are dying. And 
this is how the game's going to be, but we kind of already knew that going into it. So maybe that took away from the surprise too. I think that probably took away a lot from it actually. And I think like before the major plot points happen, you already know them because you're like, Oh, that's what that meme meant before it happens. And then you're going to be like, Oh, okay. okay." Or like, you already know that the point of the story is that like debt and capitalism are bad and that people are dying over crippling debt and then you see it unfold and you're like ah yes this makes sense yeah i mean it's still good though cinematically it's very good and the acting is good too so i mean not to take away from it it's just yeah i think we both definitely had expectations going in (laughs) especially from something like attack on titan (laughs) Like, I could only imagine what would happen if the world got on to Attack on Titan as much as they got onto Squid Game. Like, Yeah, I was thinking that too, like tying it back to anime. Like, yeah, the show's really good, and but it was at the top of Netflix for like 10 straight weeks or something like that, or a lot of weeks. And I'm like, there are anime that are just as shocking and just as good as this show, if not better. So, put probably, the world probably, probably better. Yeah. It's just like, like, dude, I, I just, I, I had my, you know, white roommate previously who is now a doctor, an official doctor, and I tried to get him to watch Attack on Titan, so we watched one episode together, which was the first one, and you know how good the first one is, right? Yeah. And, it, and, the, and the animation is good, and the art, surprisingly good, too, and the story, incredible. Like, how can you not watch the first episode and then want to watch and not want to watch the second episode but for him he's like man it's pretty i mean it's pretty good but i just can't do this because it's animated i'm like what does it even matter (laughs) oh sad yeah i don't know yeah i guess people some people just tune things out automatically depending on the medium that it Mm -hmm. comes through dude imagine somebody goes through their entire life without watching an anime (sighs) oh true True. I I made I made my girlfriend watch your name in theaters with me back in the day. So she's at least seen that if nothing else. Was this pre or post dating? Uh during during dating, yeah. But while we were still in college. So early on. <laughs> Dang, so you watched it in theaters? I would have loved to do that. Yeah, my my B, I should have invited you instead. Or you as it's well. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what what when that was. I don't yeah. know if we were friends yet. Whenever we were, premiered. we at least yeah. got to watch No Game No Life in theaters. <laughs> Wait, let me look it up. I'm kind of curious. It can it premiered in 2016, July 3rd, 2016, in LA, California. See, that was probably our junior year, huh? So that was after you were ignoring me on the on the bench. <laughs> exactly. So we we were friends at this point. Damn it! Maybe I hadn't fully expressed to you my interest in anime. Yeah, that's probably we didn't know that we watched anime. That might not have come up until senior year, I guess. Right, right, right. When did Shield Hero come out? January 9th, twenty nineteen. Well, it was before that, then. Wait, I thought, how were we watching Shield Hero in 2019 if... Wait, what? 
29. Wait, were we watching slime? I just know we were watching something in college. Oh no 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 no, we were watching we were watching Shield Hero with Annie, and I didn't meet Annie until med school. <laughs> oh, her, jeez, Annie. But yeah, you met her when you came that one time. <laughs> yeah, in- interesting person. Yeah, I do like Annie. I like her a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what we were watching in college, but I'm sure we can. I'm not sure we were watching anything together in college. Yeah, maybe not. Dude, to think, though, that us individually watching anime for part of our lives led to us multicasting or simulcasting Shield Hero with a small group of friends, which led to us eventually simulcasting Attack on... Well, no, simulcasting Tower of God. Tower of God. To, to where we are today, which is not simulcasting at all because it takes too much time. All right. The the first season of uh, Slime, Tensei Slime, aired in fall 2018. So that was, no, shoot. We graduated in the spring of 2018. I need to be in fall 2017. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think we were watching it because senior year, all we were doing was doing tofu. <laughs> Yeah, oh wait, be... but we, but we did go watch we did watch um that one anime together in high school or in college that the your no game no life. I think yeah. at that point I was still confused why you were inviting me to that because I didn't know you watched that kind of stuff. <laughs> I didn't know you watched anime back then. So I was like, oh, oh like, Darling in the Franks aired in winter of 2018. We must have watched that. Winter of 2018. I thought we already graduated. No, we graduated in like the spring of 2018. Yeah, so the winter of 2018. So this is like January, February, March mm. before we graduated. Yeah, that could be it. it must that could be, be it. Darling in Franks. <laughs> Absolute classic. <laughs> I need to rewatch that. Dude, now I have like too much time on my hands. So I'm like, picking up the piano again and like drawing again i'm like what what anime should i rewatch? oh but i haven't even seen uh, what's it called the madoka magic madoka yeah exactly you just gotta sit down and just watch it it's like 12 I just, episodes i just keep expecting to be traumatized <laughs> it, it'll happen in a good way okay yeah one of these days for sure I mean, I did. I did watch Ted Lasso, so I'm definitely open to recommendations. It's just for some reason, I think it depends on how I'm feeling. <laughs> Ted Lasso was really good. It was good. It was good. Yeah, you texted me, Nate, the absolute menace of the, of the story. Now, dude, I was. I knew I had a sneaking suspicion when they made his character constantly berate the guy who took over his position. You know, like ball boy. I was like, why are you like in you would not normally do that? Like if you were a subservient little shit and then you suddenly got elevated to assistant coach, you would not suddenly turn around and do that. Like that's not it wasn't like in his character. That's why I was confused. Yeah, it felt so sudden the kind of character shift that he he went from like being the the goody two shoes like helper into this evil coach. Um it felt really sudden, but 
I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they didn't know that they were going to get another season when they wrote it initially, and then they then figured out that they got it green lighted, and then I don't know. They had to make a <clears throat> enemy for that upcoming season, so it's like, all right, let's make Nate the next enemy here. Yeah, but it is a good plot twist because, dude, at the end of the day, like we haven't seen much of actual coaching, like. I mean, maybe there's not much coaching involved in soccer besides formations, but it's like, like damn, Ted Lasso, do you not know anything about sport after like two seasons? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess now we'll get to see if like what makes a good coach, right? Is it Nate and his actual soccer knowledge or is it going to be Ted Lasso and his more emotional kind of camaraderie building with the team? So I guess we'll yeah. see who prevails in the end. I feel like a good coach has both true like steve kerr <laughs> oh. or steve sarkeesian <laughs> steve sarkeesian had too much camaraderie building <laughs> okay um i don't think we need to talk about the currently shows. <laughs> Do you know? um let me see there's maybe one thing um uh yeah okay no just kidding oh another another plug for kingdom i'm reading the manga still continues to be good all right good to know i will one day watch it (laughs) (laughs) yeah one day one day at some point okay i think that about does it all right, last question. Any music of the week or weekend? Oh, I do. So I've been listening to this new artist called, his name is called 99 Neighbors. But okay. he has this old album of his called Television. And just like listening through that once, it's like maybe an hour long. It's pretty good. Okay, It's pretty good. Okay. So I actually, I actually sent this to that one girl that I went to the concert with, and she really liked it. So good to know. All right, you, you gotta send me her IG. Oh, I'll send you her IG. She doesn't post that much though. All right, perfect. Which is um, that's that's a green flag. <laughs> like the worst thing that could happen is like I like the person, and then I go on their Instagram, and it's just like, like never mind. They're a, they're a wannabe influencer. Basically. All right. The album I have for the weekend, this just came out like last Friday. Uh-huh. Um, An Evening with Silk Sonic. Um, mm, yes. Silk Sonic is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack for those listening. Um, I don't know if they're going to stick with that name as a duo, but at least for this album they are. But that album is really good. I, I agree. I agree. I was listening to that yesterday. It's a nice it's, throwback, has that like old school kind of disco R&B feel. So yeah. I thought it was a really nice change. Same. You definitely can tell that it's Anderson Pack and the Bruno Mars <laughs> like from their music. But yeah, it's it's good. It's really chill. It's like a great Saturday, Sunday afternoon type thing. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Good I need to go stuff. eat breakfast now. Okay, yes. I need to go finish breakfast. All right, man. 
another All another right. good week. Have a, yep. have a good rest of your weekend. Yep, I will talk and, to you oh, later. Oh, closing comment. I think USC not playing this week actually saved me a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd rather them just not play for the rest of the season. Actually, yeah. Shout out to Berkeley for landing themselves on the COVID list. Um, yeah, but so does that mean we win or, or what? No, it got delayed until December. Like we still have to play them. Oh, they just bumped it to the very end of our schedule. Okay. Who do we play next? UCLA. Oh god. And they're actually good, so it's not looking good for us. And then we play BYU. Jeez. That's not a good thing. I'm scared. No. No, no, no. UCLA beat Stanford and Washington. They lost to Oregon. Yeah, like they're good. Okay. I definitely think UCLA basketball is good. True. True. But hey, also USC basketball is pretty good too. Hmm. Yeah, who do we? The the one dude left, right? Yeah, that too. Uh, I the, think that was, that was last. That was last year. Uh, Mobley, Mobley, Mobley. That's what it was. Yeah, dude, he's dominating. I actually see him on House of Highlights. Really? Yeah, <laughs> this lanky dude. Yeah, I mean it makes sense, man. Like he's athletic and he's seven foot plus. I mean, if he bulked up, he could look like Shaq. Okay. <laughs> You need to bulk up a lot, but he would have to double himself. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, but so among the USC basketball people to watch out for is Boogie Ellis, the transfer from Memphis. Like he's he's a um, pretty interesting guard player. He's like short guy, but very fast. He's got good vision, and he can put up like a solid ten points at least a game. It's not bad. It's pretty decent. Yeah, but we wiped the floor with CSUN. And we beat out Temple, which is good because we lost to them last year. Huh. All right. Well, that's good at least. Yeah. So we, you know, we're looking, we're looking decent. We're, we're up and coming. <sighs> yeah, man. The ND infield era started with when we went to school there. Anyways, and this is all us. <laughs> all right, man. That's 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 all I got. All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Sounds good. I need to start coming up with the um, the t-shirt design for this season. Yeah, we need need new merch. Yeah, I, I might do the Symphonica, Symphonica logo. Because do you remember seeing the Symphonica logo on the train? Uh-huh. It's like a square and then a, and then a diamond and then yeah. a square and then a diamond. I might just put that right. on, on like the back of a shirt or something. And you could do and, like the the maestro conducting stick. Do that as like a line under it or something, or vertically next to it. Yeah, I'll see if I have the ability to do that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Right, sounds good. All right. Well, until next time, then. Peace.